Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a New York Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we are back with episode 60, I believe, of the Game Plan Pod. Welcome back, everyone, from a long week. Um, the Jets did end up, uh, you know, obviously coaching the Senior Bowl and winning. The national team ended up winning under Coach Ron Middleton. The New York Jets tight ends coach um, acted as the interim head coach for the, you know, national team, although it's really not interim, I guess. Um, they did end up winning. Um I believe the score was something like uh, 20 to 10. Um, you know, guys like Trey McBride highlighted with a touchdown. Um, a guy like uh, Jake Ferguson also got himself a touchdown, both tight ends, of course. Um, so it was really cool to see, you know, the tight ends getting involved. Um, of course, the Jets called the game. Q, uh, QB's coach, um, Rob Calabrese, was the uh, primary play caller while Mike LaFleur was on standby. Uh, just really, you know... Uh, standing around along with Soling, just overseeing the entire process this week. The Senior Bowl, of course, changed up the coach instructor. Uh, so teams do pick assistant coaches to really fill in more, you know, major roles and more pivotal roles uh, in the coaching system for this week. So, of course, Calabrese was the OC. Ron Middleton um, ended up being the head coach. And I believe it was Mike Rutenberg, who is the defensive coordinator, who's usually the linebackers coach for the Jets. So those three guys really got a good, um, you know, opportunity here in the Senior Bowl. And, of course, Robert Sala and Michael floor have experience uh coaching the senior bowl back in san francisco when the 49ers um were coaching in this game and i think uh you know michael floor actually talked about it on the jets official podcast he said you know how important the senior bowl is and how more how much more um i think influential it is compared to the combine you get up close and personal with these guys you get to talk to them you get you know this experience with them that you won't get at the combine as they're just going through drills and there's not really you know time to stop and speak um to some of these guys but uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan, of course, under, um, you know, had a lot of, had a lot of say, you know, in the senior bowl. And I think it really helped them, you know, draft a guy like Debo Samuel, who saw, the, who they saw down there in Mobile. Um, and I think hopefully, hopefully the Jets can get their guy, uh, like a Debo Samuel, that would be uh game changing, but you know, I'll just take a, uh, I'll just take a Trey McBride or, uh, you know, uh, Jeremy Ruckert or a Jake Ferguson to, uh, um, complete the tight end spot there. But, um, speaking of tight end, you know, the Jets should go out and, um, you know, not only draft the tight end, but uh, I think look at free agency for maybe a stopgap player. And I think Connor Hughes, uh, the Athletics, said the same thing. I think he said, you know, go out there and try to get your Evan Ingram. Try to get your uh, David Njoku from the Browns, Evan Ingram from the Giants. And, you know, try to get your tight end room, you know, to compete with each other and try to get, you know, a competent room there. Because, of course, last year, the Jets had guys like Tyler Croft and Ryan Griffin and Trevon Wisco highlighting the room. Um, that's not going to work this time around. The Jets' offense runs through the tight end, basically. So you don't want, you know, as good as maybe Kenny Yeboah looked in that game against the Buccaneers, you want a guy like, you know, Trey McBride or an O.J. Howard, a guy who is established and maybe a guy you're bringing up through the draft um, to really highlight that room. So hopefully the Jets can get tight end settled there. Um, along with, you know, getting guys back from injury next year, right? You know, you have a guy like Carl Lawson coming back who ranked very highly in 2020 at his position. Um, I think PFF New York Jets came out with, you know, a bunch of stats today saying, you know, how good Carl Lawson was. And I think it reminded a lot of us of what he has to bring to the table uh, with Gain Green and how good he was with the Cincinnati Bengals back in 2020. Um, you know, a bit of an injury history, but I, I wouldn't be too, I, I wouldn't be too afraid of, uh, him bouncing back here. I think he's a very, you know, motivated player and he's really, uh, ready to bounce back and prove that, uh, he's worth his contract and he's worth the time the Jets are putting in, um, to him. And he, he's certainly putting in the time as well. You know, he, he posted an Instagram story today of him at the gym, uh, you know, grinding 24 seven. It's how, it's how he works, it's how he operates. So great to see that guy back on his feet and, uh, getting ready for the 2022 campaign. 
Um, you know, not officially draft season yet, but of course mock drafts are starting to release. And I see a lot of, um, you know, different uh, guys being mocked to the Jets at number four. And I thought I would give my opinion uh, on this podcast, even though we have a couple months to go here. Um, I think, you know, I see Kyle Hamilton, how the Jets may be interested in Kyle Hamilton, number four. I'm not the biggest fan of taking a safety that high. Um, it's not really any PTSD to Jamal Adams. It's really just, you know, I think you can get better value at the position, um, for a position at number four. Uh, I would look at, you know, offensive line, offensive tackle. Um, you know, if Evan Neal's there, I would take him. If I can, I know Wanu, I, I'm not hundred percent sure how to pronounce his name, but if he's there, I would take him. Um, you know, there are other guys, uh, at that spot, not the biggest fan of cornerback either there. I think you have better opportunities to take, you know, more of a playmaker or, um, you know, an offensive lineman there to round out your offense a little bit. Um, of course, if Kayvon Thibodeau drops, um, you know, you take him. That's not really a, uh, if any of those top two edge rushers drop, you know, Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, I think you, uh, you really pull the trigger on either one of those guys. I don't think you really hesitate to run the cards at the table. Um, you know, there's a little, you know, some rumors out there that Thibodeau may drop uh, due to work ethic or not enough fire, you know, under his belt. I don't really understand it. I feel like, you know, someone brought it up, these Oregon players, Justin Herbert and, you know, Penny Sewell and now Kayvon Thibodeau getting all this heat before the draft. I don't really understand it. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert, of course, um, I think it was the same thing. He's a quiet kid. He doesn't have that fire. Uh, same thing with Penny Sewell. He can't play multiple positions. He's not versatile. I don't really know what some of these guys are talking about. I feel like Kayvon Thibodeau would be a perfect fit for the Jets, and I don't think there's any issue with his work ethic or, you know, any any resilience problems or, you know, anything like that. So hopefully he, if he falls to four, I think you, you know, pull the trigger, pull the trigger immediately. I don't think you hesitate to uh, draft a guy like that, especially number four. Um, you know, moving on to number 10, I'm looking wide receiver. I'm looking, uh, you know, at a guy like Traylon Burks if he's there. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson uh, as well. Uh, from Ohio State. Um, you know, some other guys at that spot were being discussed. You know, you could also take an offensive tackle there if you feel, um, you know, compelled to pick one that high, even though I don't think there's going to be too much talent there. Number 10 left, uh, those top prospects there, uh, the two I named at least. Um, there are other out there, but I'm not too sure 10 is the spot to do it. Um, you know, wide receiver is, of course, a position in need for the Jets and one they could address via trade or free agency. I think the Jets will be aggressive to get a number one wide receiver through, uh, you know, through the trade market. We've spoke previously about this. Uh, Joe Douglas is looking to get aggressive. He's looking to get that number one weapon for Zach Wilson, much like the Bills did for Josh Allen with Stefan Diggs. So hopefully the Jets can go out there and acquire, you know, a number one wide receiver and guys like Calvin Ridley or Amari Cooper, who may even be cut Amari Cooper, you know, reportedly, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, he's only, of course, 27 years old, a great player. Uh, I think he would do wonders for a guy like Zach Wilson, who is, you know, just, you know, in the midst of his development. I think it would prove very, very, uh, very helpful to a guy who, you know, second year Zach Wilson can really thrive under, you know, the help of Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, and possibly a draftee. Who knows? So uh, that offensive line should also be much improved moving into 2022 and beyond. So uh, other than that, that was really all I wanted to touch on. But a quick episode of Fast Talker. Um, just to get some of my thoughts on the table and let me know what you guys think in the comments on my Instagram and DMs are always open. If you want to just chat about the NFL and Jets related uh, items, just hit me up on New York Jets Game Plan on Instagram and Twitter, New York Jets Game Plan. Make sure to read some of my stuff on the Jet Press. I do write on there, you know, not as frequently as I want to, um, but I should be able to, uh, you know, 
write, I write a bit more articles on there as the offseason progresses. So really appreciate everyone sticking around for this episode. Make sure to check out all the other episodes on uh, you know, the podcast page. I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate all the five stars and feedback that I've been getting on there as well. So I will see you guys next week with another free agency preview and more of that great stuff. See you next week.